0: Of silver, purify my heart. Let me be as gold, pure gold, refiner's fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy. Set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be holy. Set apart for you, my Master. I'm ready to do your will. I'm ready to do your will. So at the beginning of this year, uh, I was driving to church that first Sunday. Pastor Shane was speaking, and uh, and if you were here on that first on that second Sunday when I sang this song and shared this word, uh, I was driving to church that Sunday, and I Lord had not revealed our word for the year yet for 2021, and I was singing that song, and. On the way down here, just in the car by myself, and uh, those words just resonated with me. Purify me, Lord. Purify me. Refine me, as gold, as silver, precious silver, because because that's we're precious to Him. We're precious to Him. So refine me. Refine me. My heart's desire. I want to be holy. I want to walk in your holiness. Singing these words. And I said, Set apart, set apart for you, Lord. Set apart for you, Lord. Set apart for you, Lord. And I kept singing that phrase over and over and over again. And then it closes with, Ready to do your will. And he said, That's your word. That's your word. I want this year. I want 2021. I want my people. I'm going to be setting you apart. I'm going to be doing things in you. I'm going to be refining you so that you're ready to do my will at any given moment. Fran just came back from a couple trips. I can't wait to hear. I haven't talked to her yet, but I can't wait to hear because she's ready to do his will at any given moment. Before she ever goes, she's like, pray for me before I go so that I can be used. I want to be used on the airplane. I want to be used at the airport. I want to be used with my family. And I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was. She's probably like, yeah, you haven't heard the half of it yet. (laughs) The scripture that goes along with this passage, and uh, this is going to be one of those mornings. um, This is the only scripture I have up here. uh, Because Lord has just given me so many things about this year, things that he has done, where there is fruit. There is fruit from us being set apart. There's fruit that has happened in this body. There's fruit that's happened in your lives that that has grown out of your lives as you've been willing to be set apart. But if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. This verse went right along with that song that as we're being set apart, we become ready. As we become set apart we become ready, and we're continually being set apart. And um, this, is, this is my last message other than Christmas you know, for this year, and, and so the Lord just said, use this as an opportunity to talk about this word again, to, to reiterate, you know, connect dots for people who may not have seen or realized everything that has gone on. And If this is your first time here today, we're glad you're here. Um, you're you're going to hear just testimonies from me about what we've seen God do over, over this year and over, over years, really. Um, you know i stand here really this morning just completely completely overwhelmed overwhelmed and undone as i reflect on all holy spirit has done in us in this body in 2021 uh yes there have been challenges there have been many challenges most of you know i had quadruple bypass surgery you know that was completely unexpected completely unexpected and it wasn't out of anything that happened i didn't have an incident or anything it was just a, a good doctor that, that that recognized i needed to have some tests um and, and many of you have gone through challenges uh, this year. So, you know, understand this: that being set apart doesn't mean you don't go through challenges. And don't, you know, part of the refining work is actually going through challenges. And how how do we maneuver through them? How do we how do we trust him through them? How do we you know learn from him through them? So, challenges, victories, stretching, just daily living. He's been setting us apart for his purposes, purifying us personally, corporately, refining us. I have a lot of this written down. So some of this I'm going to read because. I'll forget something if I don't. Refining us, sometimes in the fire, sometimes in the fire. Don't be afraid of His fire because it's not going to hurt you. We may think it's going to hurt us, but it's ultimately going to strengthen us and make us stronger, make us better vessels for His work. Preparing us to be ready at any given moment to do His will. So last week, Last week, Pastor Shane's message, oh my goodness. How many were here last week and heard Pastor Shane's message? Blessed are the hungry. Blessed are the hungry. Uh, That that message just broke me on so many levels. uh, And I believe it's absolutely purposeful, purposeful for us as a body in the coming days, weeks, months, years. It's not just God's will to bring this set-apart word uh, not just for, for a moment, but for eternity, as long as we're here, as long as we're here. And it's just like God to bring that word full circle toward the end of the year and then say, hey, hey, are you my people fasting? Are you my people digging in with me in such a way that brings clarity to my voice, of my voice? That message if you, if you haven't heard it, it's, uh, it's on our it's on our uh, alf-rooted, alfrooted.com uh, website. It's on our Facebook page. Uh, I don't know if there are CDs back there yet, but uh, there will be at some point. Uh, get it. Uh, listen to it, but don't just listen to it. Respond to it. Do something about it. Pastor Shane said his life will never be the same, and fasting is going to be a part, part of his life for the rest of his life. That's not just for him. It's for all of us. I don't know about any other, I, I know this week we talked about it in the Men of Hour. We talked about it this morning in the open door glass. They talked about it at the Remnant Group on Friday night. Uh, there's something about this message and its importance to us uh, uh, in, this, in this day. Pastor Shane said this, is this beneficial to my flesh or is this beneficial to my spirit? It's a question, it's a question for each of us to ask every day. Is what I'm doing, is what I'm seeing, is what I'm, is what I'm looking at, is what I'm listening to, is it beneficial to my flesh or is this beneficial to my spirit? And he, and he went through this whole this whole uh, example of, you know, this tug of war that goes on, this tug of war that goes on between our flesh and our spirit. And, and we, have, we have to pay attention to that stuff. He said, one nature will be subject to the power of the other. One nature will be subject to the power of the other. And I, you know, I, it's, it's so interesting because I could probably spend the whole of this class, of this, of this teaching, this morning just simply going through the points that he made, and uh, and I, you know, and it would, I wouldn't be ashamed to do so, to just completely steal his message, <laughs> completely steal his message, and just reiterate it because it was it was so good, and it was so relevant, and it was so important, so important for us uh, as 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 we examine this set apart word. Uh, this word will not disappear just because we're. You know, turning the calendar into a new year. Uh, Lord is going to continue. We know, as Abundant Life Fellowship, we have always been set apart. We've all, you know, and, that, and that's not to say we're on some pedestal. I'm not. I'm not in any way putting us on a pedestal. We're, we're definitely not. Um, but Lord, Lord puts demands on us, and we're, and we're paying attention to those demands, and we are, um, we're serious about about listening and 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 uh, implementing what He tells us to do. And um, and we're not going to give that short shrift ever. We're always going to pay attention to those things, and so uh, so when we hear a word like this, I hear a word like this. Uh, you know, I'm like, uh, we we have to we have to listen. Here's what here's what something Pastor Shane said about, about his own personal experience with a 40 day fast. A 40 day fast. That man that was just standing up here fasting for 40 days uh, recently. He said he cracked me open and was scrubbing me on the inside. He cracked me open and was scrubbing me on the inside, cleaning me out. And 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 uh, I ask you this: Are you ready and willing to let the Holy Spirit do that in you? Are you ready and willing to let the Holy Spirit do that in you? I uh, said so I could spend all time talking about more nuggets from this, from uh, from what this man brought to us last week. It's so rich. Listen to it. I listened to it uh, in my office uh, on on. Uh, wednesday or thursday tuesday or wednesday and i just sat there and wept just wept and as as i was working on this lesson i mean i just i just sat there at my computer just writing things writing things writing things and just tears streaming down my face realizing just so many things that god has done to set us apart and has done in that set apartness so uh so as i was looking at this the Lord Lord reminded me reminded me of just some words that have been spoken over us uh over over periods of time and uh i remember um years ago connie and i used to um we we kind of uh, went to we, we were introduced to a to a church called vineyard christian fellowship um they did a they did a um a workshop a seminar at in columbiana i don't know how many years ago many many years ago uh, and it was i think it was a Seminar on spiritual warfare and just how do you how do you do war spiritually? How do you do war spiritually? And that interested us, so we went to the seminar. And Vineyard Christian Fellowship was the was the church that was putting it on. There's not a Vineyard in Columbia County, but the, I think the Upper Room hosted it. And um, so we went, and uh, there was something about a Vineyard that we began to experience that we'd never quite seen in that way before. We weren't at a we, had, we didn't we weren't at, at weren't at abundant life at that time. Um, but we saw this intimacy of worship, and we saw this just gentle, this gentle approach that they just had to everything they did. The Holy Spirit was just moving among them in just tender ways, and everybody was engaged. And it was men, women, children, teenagers—every you know, you know, every demographic. It wasn't just a certain a certain group of people. It was the whole church wasn't involved, and their style was just, it was vibrant, it was rich, it was relaxed, it was welcoming. They demonstrated a, a willingness to be patient, to just learning how to wait on, wait on the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's just not launch into prayer, let's wait and say, well, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What do you want to accomplish right now? And there was something we observed with that that was so, uh, I don't know, it was just so inviting and we found ourselves wanting to, to, to find out more about them, and so we began to, we just be kind of began to visit. Uh, there's a, there's a, the, the closest vineyard that we knew of was in Weirton, West Virginia, so we used to drive down to Weirton, West Virginia uh, for, for some small group studies and occasional church service. We, had, we were involved in a church, but there wasn't any vineyard here, but we drove down there because there was something so inviting about just that, I don't know, that ministry. Uh, their love for Jesus, it was infectious, it was inviting um again waiting on god was was a lifestyle i mean they waited on god when they were in church they waited on god when they were in their workplaces they waited on god when they were in grocery stores they you know they did every everything about their, their 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 life and their ministry just extended into every detail it was it was like fran getting on an airplane and saying hey i want to be used hey i'm going to texas i want to be used here i want to be used there wherever i wherever i go i want to be i want to be part of what you're doing and um there were a couple times we even, uh, we got to know some of the leaders and we got to go with them uh, at least one time to be part of a ministry team uh, in Columbus. Uh, it, was a, it was a workshop uh, seminar they were doing and we got to go do that. And, and it was just, oh, there was just something about it that just landed on us and, uh, and, and we, we wanted to be part of that and uh, there, there was a point in our life where we thought, oh, we're going we're gonna to plant a vineyard in Columbiana County with some of our friends and uh at the time at this time i was working as a reporter at the morning journal in lisbon Uh, i was a reporter and a columnist there and uh and as it happened while we were waiting for our vineyard we ended up here at abundant life you know we ended up here Uh, pastor don invited us he read my column in the paper invited us to come and speak and uh, so i you know we spoke at a christmas banquet and uh and so then we ended up being here for a while, and, 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 and after we were here for a period of time, I was like, Lord, what happened to that vineyard? What happened to the vineyard? What happened to the vineyard we were supposed to plant? And he said, you're in it. I was like, oh, oh, this is it. Yeah. And I didn't know, of course, anything at the time about me I wasn't the pastor, and I didn't know anything about that plan, that was certainly not part of my equation, as many of you know, that um, I fought that as long and as hard as I could, um, but He planted us here, and we knew, we knew, I knew that we were here, and the Lord said, you're in your vineyard, that we were here for the long haul, uh, whatever that looked like. We were here, we were here, we were planted, and that this, this body, this ministry, this work had legs, it had a future. And, um, and, uh, and we were going we to be part of it. So, yeah, then fast forward a few years. <laughs> 2008, I started as senior pastor here. Uh, and uh, it's worth noting, and uh, we actually talked about this a little bit in, in uh, class today because we were talking about fasting. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, before I stepped into this calling as pastor, uh, I went on a three-day fast a three-day fast, and I went to a cabin in Tuning State Park and drank water for three days and read my Bible and prayed and worshiped, and the Lord instructed me to take journals that I had written, uh, take those with me, and I did. And uh, I came out of that fast with absolute clarity, absolute clarity that uh, this call as pastor was not a work of man. It was not an idea of Tom Saps, um or or others, uh, that had spoken that into my life, uh, that had encouraged that, because I needed that clarity. I didn't. I didn't want it just to be some man's good, good or bad idea from my perspective. Uh, but I, but I wanted. To, I wanted to hear from God. This is this what you want from me and. Uh, he had instructed me to take my journals and and uh, for those of you that I've written in journals for years just personal thoughts, personal experiences and and he said take those with you and I took them with me and over those period of three days um, among the, the study of scripture and among the worship and among the prayer I started reading them and I was amazed at how many times, how many times I had made a note about perhaps being a pastor and that people were saying this about my life and 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 how many times my wife had 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 said things like that, and I was like, I I, I couldn't I couldn't walk away from that fast from that through those three days, and uh and then say no, say no. So, so, so that happened. Uh, and then uh, so 2010, uh, two years later, um, we uh we as a church decided let's uh, we had at the time we were having Sunday evening service and. Bishop Joseph Garlington uh, uh, was—he's from Covenant Church of Pittsburgh, and he, Pastor Mark knows him and uh, and and goes over there frequently uh, every Tuesday for their for their early morning prayer meeting, and they have gotten to be friends. But anyway, um, he was going to be speaking at Victory up in Coatesville, and so we said, "Hey, let's go, let's move our church service there. So let's go to Victory on Sunday night," and and so we did, and. um, So Bishop Garrington teaches, and he did his teaching, and he's winding down his teaching. And um, as he's winding it down, I have this thought. And the thought was, he's going to call me out and pray for me. And I thought, my immediate response to that thought was, well, don't you have a big ego? There's a big room and lots of people in this room, and he's going to call you. He doesn't know you. He's going to call you out and pray for you, and, and I'm like, yeah, that's ridiculous, and I was kind of starting to lean over to tell Connie, he's going to pray for us, and I, and I was like, no, that's stupid, that's just really, really stupid, he's not going to do that, there's lots of people here, lots of people here, he's not going to call me out, and, th- and this, is all, this is all happening in my mind in like 10 seconds, because 11 seconds later, he, here's what he says, Pastor Mark Pleggy, where's your pastor? Mark Pleggy, where's your pastor? I leaped out of my seat. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I think, actually, I think Mark was sitting right next to me. I think you and Lynn, were, your, his sister Lynn was there. They were sitting right next to me. And I, I, I couldn't get down there fast enough. And here's what he said. Here's what he said. And here's, here's what, uh, Lord was prompting me to revisit this word this week as I was looking at Fruit fruit of being set apart. So this is context. So this is a word from 2010. Where are we now? 2021. He said, Pastor Jeff, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Now I've never met this man before. I've never met him before. There's no way God can ignore your willingness to close your door, to walk through another open door, and to present yourself into his presence. And I, you know, and I've always assumed the closing, you know, my door was walking away from the newspaper business, a business that I absolutely loved, a business where I flourished, a business where, where I, you know, I, it, was, it was what I always wanted to do. It was, you know, and, 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 and at that point, I was at the paper I wanted to be at. I grew up in the Mahoning Valley. I was working at the Vindicator. It was the paper that I tried four times to get in and finally got in. And so, so to walk away from something that I had waited my whole life for um, was not going to be an easy thing. So when I when I read that part about their willingness to close your door, um, that that's what that that to me that's how that speaks to me. But to walk through another open door and to present yourself into His presence, the Lord would say, "I'm coming to your house. There are things you have hungered for, and you have dared to believe." Even asking beyond your own belief. And even though we are where we are, God, this is where he goes on with his word. You made a promise and there is no limit to you to deliver, either by few or by many. They are coming, my brother. They are coming from the north, from the south, the east, the west. God will stir up in your house a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. And it will network and interact with other houses where the Spirit of God is moving You will taste and you will see and you will say that it is good. So then his wife steps in, Barbara. She says, this is a brand new day. So go forward. I see the water dividing, streams of people coming from both sides. There's a mixed multitude of those who are going to be coming to your house. I see a great move of the prophetic The office of the prophetic, accelerated prophetic word, released with signs, wonders, miracles, people getting out of wheelchairs, the blind see. Keep your eye on Jesus. Forget about the past. Release those who have wronged you and go on to get all that Jesus has for you. And our whole church was, many in our church were there to to watch and the, the amazing thing to me about it, still to this day, was the only other people he called out that night were the campus pastors from Victory, and, and that was just to pray blessing on them. Uh, it, and uh, he didn't call out any other just random individuals. And I was, like, to this day, it still confounds me. It still confounds me that God, in His graciousness, would somehow know that I needed that to happen for whatever reason at that time. And as I look back on it, as I look back on it, uh, and, 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 and again, I was directed to do so this week as I was, as I was contemplating fruit of being set apart. And the, 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 part that, uh, the part that I want to zero in on here for a little bit are these words. I'm coming to your house There are things you've hungered for, things you've dared to believe, even asking beyond your own belief, they're coming, my brother, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And those things that I've hungered for, those things that I've dared to believe to ask beyond my own belief have happened this year, as you guys have just stepped into this I don't know if it was all connected to being set apart, but you've done it. You guys have done things. And I, I, and I, and I wrote down a list. I wrote down a list. Whew, sorry. <laughs> so I've watched the unfolding and ongoing commitment of the remnant. The remnant. I heard things this morning about the remnant that I didn't even know. The things that, that, how, how things got orchestrated. And you know how it started? With a fast. I didn't know that until this morning, that the, 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 the things that that unfolded to cre- lead to the creation of the remnant while we were shut down, well, right before we were shut down, started with a fast. I didn't know that. But I've watched that remnant get created in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a pandemic when many, many churches were, were not knowing what to do. Many churches weren't meeting. Many churches weren't doing anything. And we opened our doors and more people showed up, people we didn't know, young couples, and it led to the creation of a whole new ministry in the middle of a pandemic. The emergence and expansion of the belonging. Oh my goodness, the belonging, I have something I'm going to share, hopefully at the end if I have time, uh, that the belonging just recently participated in that is just part of the hands and feet of Christ. The passion, devotion, godly love among our youth. You can't you can't, you know, come, come some ways and just observe, just sit and watch our youth. Just the way they love one another, the way they care for one another, the way they worship together, the way they challenge one another. Oh my goodness, uh, how blessed are we? Fruit, fruit of being set apart, fruit of being set apart. Uh, uh, the established yet ongoing iron sharpening iron growth and fervor I see in the men of our, you know, men of our you know and when we first started it I don't know if we ever expected it to still be going on uh, all these years later it started in the year when our word and I think this was 2015 our word was be bold be strong be bold be strong and here we are 6 years later men of Valor, uh, we're still sharpening one another we're still being willing to be vulnerable and and and, and say I need ask for help I need help uh uh the increasing coming, to, uh, coming together of a growing and sensitive to the Holy Spirit prophetic team. Our prophetic team is, 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 is growing not only in the number of people that are participating, but just in their sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if you want to be a part of that, just, just say, I want to be part of that. I want to learn more about that. That's the only way we learn how to do some of these things is, is hanging around, just hanging around one another. Oh. The ongoing care, love and care demonstrated Always, always, always among the Jubilees. This group of people, Pastor Shane has said it over and over again, these people teach us all the time. These are the people that are older than me. I'm supposed to be in that group, but I I think I'm still too young. But, um, but these people teach us all the time how to do church. They teach us all the time how to do church because they look after one another on a daily basis. They're like, you know, if somebody has an illness or a need or a situation, they're checking on one another all the time. Oh, the hard work and service of our pantry team, that just is a, a, it's an ongoing thing that I, I just, I get the privilege of watching. Uh, the eagerness of new groups of Understanding God students, we've had some amazing, some wonderful, wonderful groups of Understanding God students the last, uh, really since we reopened, it's been awesome to watch that come together. Uh, the restart of an active and committed nursery ministry, which f- for some of you may think is not a small thing, but that is a big thing, we waited for a long time, we waited for a long time wondering, what, to, what do we do about the nursery And suddenly the Lord said, here, here it is. Here's the plan. Here's the plan, and it's working. And it's working at just the right time for, for, you know, these young parents to be able to be involved in other things and not have to worry about their children. They're being well cared for. Uh, The willingness of people who are going out visiting and going out to pray for the sick and and just the freedom among among this body to minister to one another before, during, and after the service, I'm completely overwhelmed and out out, uh, and undone. By what all is taking place, ministry that we witnessed among the people at the vineyard all those years ago is is has become part of who we are. It's we're we're living it. We get to live it. We're it's it it's 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 not uh, we're not planting a vineyard. It's already planted. It, Pastor Don and Pauline planted it. it. wasn't called. It's not called vineyard, and it's not not gonna be. But we're in it. We're in the place. We're in the place where things can grow, where our lives can grow, where somebody new in Jesus can come in, get planted, and begin to produce fruit of their own, and it's happening, and we're watching it. So, so the Lord was giving me some specific things, and, and, uh, So on the evening of August Overflow, you know, those of you if you've been around here for any length of time, we do we have August Overflow. It's an it's an all day outreach thing on the first Saturday of August where we give out school supplies and food and and uh, and clothing and and it's just it's ministry to the community and and so after that this year we uh, got invited to go to one of our uh, new young couples' house for a time of worship and um, and it was pouring down rain and this was going to be an outdoor <laughs> an outdoor concert and so uh so we're like well it's pouring down the rain nobody's going to come to this we'd never been there before nobody's going to come to this and so you know we show up and there's just cars everywhere and it's pouring down the rain and they kind of scrambled and cl- cleared out a place in their barn and and um and I don't know how long we were there but it wasn't like for 20 minutes it was a long time that evening, and we just worshipped, and it was adults, older adults, younger adults, children, teenagers, and we just worshipped and this is for many of us this is after a long day, you know, kind of a long day of you know just serving and a fun day but I, we I sat there and I'm like, oh my goodness this is this is intimacy with jesus this is this is just commitment to." wanting his name to be lifted high. This is, these are, this is, these are things I've hungered and thirsted for that ministry doesn't stop, it didn't stop when the event stopped, it didn't stop when the doors of the church closed and we just worshiped and we were just worshiped and we had intimacy with Jesus. And the barn was packed. It was packed. There it wasn't, it wasn't room for a whole lot more, and it wasn't just us. There were people there from other other churches. So again, that word—you know—you're going to interact. You're going to ra- interact. You're going to interact with other people who, who, who want to function in my spirit. So then, the day after Thanksgiving, we were invited <laughs> to that same house, and uh, the husband sent me a message we're having some people for dinner we'd love if you could join us and so we're you know we're driving there and Colleen's like who's gonna be here I, said, I have no idea I don't I don't know if it's family I don't know you know I don't know if it's big small I don't know what you know. but anyway we got we got there late we weren't going to be able to do dinner because we had she was at our mom's and but we arrived and uh, again there's lots of cars there and we went downstairs to a basement packed with people Older adults, younger adults, teenagers, children—about forty-five people in all. Forty-five people in all in, in someone's basement, and uh, they were finishing up dinner. And at one point, they said, "We're going to have communion." And so, uh, you know, one one man one man in, in the body led us in communion. Another then opened up a testimony time, and it was about thankfulness. And Then one by one, one by one, every adult, every teenager just briefly started speaking about thankfulness and God's goodness and God's hand at work in our life. And one one man who doesn't normally cry just wept as he expressed the manifest outpouring of Holy Spirit on his life and on this body. And that sharing then went from from just testimony to worship, kind of spontaneous worship emerged. And as I looked around that room and just again observed, these are things I've hungered for. These are things that, things that I've waited for, things that I didn't know. It's not that they, we've never seen things, but and I looked around there and the Lord said, this is a microcosm of your church. This is a, This is just one small segment of your body not not all of us were there or could be there but 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 it represented this body it represented what you're a part of it re- represented your life it represented what what God is doing in us in terms of setting us apart and I and I sat there and I we, we talked all, you know we, we talked all the way home which was probably only 10 minutes but 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 we we t- we talked about it that evening after we got home and we talked about it the next day and we've talked about it many times since We're we're in a in a in a work among our body, and and, I, and I'm convinced that this set apartness is part of it. Where where we we love all of us doing life together. And it's beyond the walls. It's beyond what we it's, what we do on Sunday morning is important. and It's relevant. And, and don't ever anybody ever tell you that that having a place called church is unimportant. That you can you know you can you can do the full ramifications of church just wherever you want. I will challenge that any and every time because within the body, we get accountability. Within the body, we get some structures that that you know people may hate any form of structure. I'm not a real structured person. Anybody that's been here any length of time knows that. But structures also keep us hemmed in and they keep us on the straight and narrow. And so we're experiencing this stuff in our body, things that I have hungered for, things that I've longed for, things that I've waited for, and you're all a part of it. You're all a part of it. You're, an important, you're important parts of it. There's no one, no one exempt from the equation. No one exempt from the equation. Things we've dared to believe are happening. You know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about uh, just when that word was spoken at victory and said miracle signs and wonders are gonna be happening in your midst. It, w- it was right at that same time that Pauline Stevenson died right here in our, in our, in our middle row. And was raised to life, and that was all those years ago. It was a miracle, and a sign, and a wonder. And she's still living. She's still functioning. She's still ministering. She's still caring. She's still loving. She's still, but that miracle, sign, and wonder is just one thing we've gotten to experience. There's more. There's more to come. There's more to come. We're, he's not done. He's not done. Things I've hungered for and dared to believe beyond my own belief. And he's doing them. He's doing them. And, I, and, 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 and he's reminded of me of all these things this week. He said, Those, that's fruit. That's fruit. That's fruit. So then Pastor Shane comes in here and for 55 minutes, I don't think he's ever spoken that long ever. Most, most of his messages are maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes. 55 minutes. And I don't know about you, but I think for the most part we were all on the edge of our seat. We were all on the edge of our seat, 55 minutes listening to, that, listening to that message. And he poured out his heart with passion, love, anointing. And, and I told him afterward, afterward, I hugged him and I just started weeping. Just started weeping just to realize what, how blessed are we? How blessed are we? First of all, the Lord would give us these words and then do them. As we respond to them. But we have to respond to them. And that was the point of his message. He, saw, he started reading, reading that book. And he said, I can't just read about it. I have to do it. And he challenged us to do the same thing. So, so I, I want to I encourage you. Uh, the fact that we've talked about it now. Uh, <laughs> it was just last Sunday. And we've talked about it on Wednesday. And we talked about it this morning in class. They talked about it Friday. We're talking about it a little bit again this morning. If, if fasting is not a part of your life yet, I encourage you, start somewhere. Start somewhere where you know you can. Don't wait for God to say, "Mo, no, mo." No. <laughs> Don't wait for that still small voice or loud voice, whatever that looks like. The scriptures already teach us about the importance of it. And it's, and it, and it, and it's, it's part of whatever's coming down the road more of things I've hungered for, more of things I dare to believe to see unfold among us. Not because I just want to see them. No, that's not it. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not interested in events. I'm not interested in, in, in just some isolated uh, experience for, for its own sake. I'm interested only in the unfolding plans of God for His people in a community, and in a, in, in a culture, and in a time when His truth, and His love, and His grace continually have to be demonstrated, and taught, and promoted. And we get to do that among ourselves, but not just only among ourselves, but beyond these walls. And so, so this week, and I just heard about this, this detail yesterday, uh, the, the belonging. So, so Scott Baldwin, many of you know Scott. He works as a counselor over in Pennsylvania. He works is in a in a in a, in a government counseling office. But anyway, his his office has has created this ministry uh, arm called Care Portal, and the the whole whole, whole point of it is if hey if there's a need in our in our county uh, that somebody has a need of some kind, we want to be able to uh, be able to call on churches to reach out to them. And so they've partnered with some churches over in the Newcastle area, and recently they've had a couple of different situations where they had needs, and, and they came about, and for whatever reason, those churches weren't able to, to, to step up to do anything. But so Scott was like, hey, can we get involved? Can we, can we do anything? And so we, you know, we, uh, Sharon and Logan did this one thing where they helped this, this young woman who just had a baby, and she needed everything. She just needed everything, and they went and bought her stuff, and they went, took it to her, got to pray with her, got to hang out with her a little bit. Which was, that stuff is awesome. So yeah, so when Scott comes to me and says, hey, can we, can we as a church be involved in this stuff? I'm like, of, of course, of course. That stuff is my heart. That stuff is the, and as much as I love what goes on in, in, inside the walls of the body, I love even more the things that we get to do out in the community that, that demonstrate the love of Jesus in real and tangible, practical ways. So, so then there was this other need that came about and it had to do with another, another mom, young mom with a baby. And um and uh, I think Shane became aware of it with the, with the teens maybe participating. But he said, "Hey, this would be a perfect thing for the belonging." Um, let me let me talk to Sam, his sister. Sam arranges is his sister, and, and is the leader of the of the belonging. And and uh, so they put on, they put on Facebook some of the needs this person had. And and uh, one of the things that that I heard about yesterday that just astounded me is they 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 they, 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 they she took some things to this to this family, and. Discovered while she was there that there were bigger needs. You know, they have no heat in their home. They, had, they needed to work on the, uh, on the siding on their, on their home. They needed, they needed various other things. And so, so Sam put out, we have these needs, we have these needs. NDC, NDC, our heating and cooling company right here in town that supports our August overflow every year, that does our work here, at the church, said, we'll have a furnace over there tomorrow. It's amazing. And they were able to, you know, I don't know if everything on the list has been crossed off yet, but those are the things I hunger and thirst for. That's the arm of ministry. And, and our group, our belonging group, got to be, got to be just a, a voice that said, hey, hey, here's what we need. Can we do something about this? One more thing, one more example, and I'm going to finish. This, and this is completely unrelated to our work here at Abundant Life, but, it, but it's not because it has to do with the people that we have in our sphere of influence outside of here. And uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, one of my heart's cry since I left the newspaper business has been for the people I worked for in the newspaper business. Uh, but most of you know... <laughs> newspaper business uh, was a lot of lost people there there's <laughs> a lot of lost people there and a few weeks ago uh, one of my employees I for those who don't know I, I was in charge of the copy and design desk I was the manager uh, of the copy and design desk so I had employees that I hired and fired and and uh, and uh, so one of my employees uh, and, and, and most of you know the vindicator as we knew it shut down it doesn't exist anymore and this was one of my employees uh she's a wife a mother she uh lost her job and uh when the vindicator closed and and uh she posted this on Facebook and I'm uh, I'm just, just going to I have it up here I'm going to share it with you uh and it was it was it was an example to me it was an example to me of uh and, and uh, uh, you know uh, of just what God is doing work in people everywhere and here's uh Well, I don't know where that is. Maybe I don't have it up there. Well, I'll just read it. Here's what she wrote. I've done a lot of reading since September 1st, 2019, the first official date after the Vindicator closed. The other day I counted 256 books. I've read some of that had been on my list for a long time. And I decided to read my Bible for the first time. I decided to read my living Bible for the first time. I went in with an open mind and I had a lot of questions after. But more than anything else, I had a lot of peace. It's the core of what kept me believing that where I'm going, that was her new job, is where I'm meant to be. And it's changed my attitude about a lot of things and that's changed my outlook altogether for the better. I'm so grateful to be kicking off this 54th journey. She's 54 years old. This was on her birthday with a new outlook, a new peace and a new job and she leaves with it closes with this don't give up hope. And I read that and and I got to tell you this is not her name's Kelly. This is not Kelly. This was not the Kelly I knew. And the fact that she was willing to Put this on a public forum where all of our coworkers, all of our professional peers, will see it and say, "I read the Bible and it changed me. I read the Bible and it changed me, and I and I and I share that as an example and an encouragement to all of you. And I don't. I, I'm not in any way taking any. I don't. I don't I I'm not in touch with her. I don't. I mean, I pray for her. I pray for my staff. I, you know, but." But my heart's cry was that one would turn to Jesus. One would, in the, in the middle of losing a job, in the middle of a change of career, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the darkness within the realm of the media even, would find Jesus. And, you know, and I haven't had a conversation with her about this. I don't know the depth of what that looks like. But everything I'm reading in here tells me that she read the Bible and Something happened. Something happened. She got peace. She has hope. She has a whole new outlook. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. When we speak Jesus, when we speak his name, when we get to be about what he's about, it works, and there's fruit. And in 2021, there's been fruit from your allowing him to set you apart. Keep letting him set you apart. Keep letting go. I don't. I don't know what the new year holds. I'm pretty optimistic and pretty excited that 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 uh, even though some of it's going to be hard, some of it's going to be hard. There's going to be hard things for the church, hard things for the body of Christ, hard hard positions we're going to have to stand firm on because it's His word and it's His truth. And so we'll go through things. But He's so good. He's so faithful. He's so reliable. And we're not going to stop being set, up, being set apart. I don't know what our word is yet. We'll know in a few weeks. But I know he's going to challenge us. And I know we're going to do this together. We're going to do this through hardship, through victories. So this week, in the office, I got a message uh, from Kat, said, hey, somebody, somebody wants, uh, somebody added, she goes, you guys in the men of ours still have a hit list? <laughs> it, it's not a kill list for those are, you know, we're not killing any, we're not, you know, we don't, we're not sharpshooters, um, except in prayer, except in prayer. And, um, so the, the, the request came. He said, "Hey, do, do you have a hit list? I want somebody to be added to the hit list." And so uh, we. And, it, and the, the reality is, we hadn't really uh, we hadn't really touched our hit list for a while. So it was a reminder to me. First of all, don't don't stop. Don't stop with the things the Lord has started. And He started us with a hit list, and we, for whatever reason, stopped it. And but it's gone again. And uh, so. This week, you know, with Pastor Shane's message last week, we have our corporate day of fasting every Tuesday, and he he asked he asked before last week's message, Hey, can we have a target, a target for our fast every week? Can we have something that we're zeroing in on, as as a body, and uh, and 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 this this week we targeted just our word. you know how has our word affected us? How is how are we been challenged by set being set apart? But this coming week, this coming week, I want you, whatever, whoever's on your hit list, whoever's on your hit list for Jesus, whoever, whoever in your sphere of influence, in your family, and your friends, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, needs Jesus, and, you know, maybe it's two people, maybe it's 300. <laughs> so some of you will fast for 20 minutes, and some of you will fast for till next week. <laughs> but that's our target next week. Uh, Lord, Lord loves to hear our prayers. He loves to speak to us. He loves to speak to us. Let him speak to you. There, you know, I, I was, uh, I was shameful to admit. You know, Pastor Shane got that book on Pastor Appreciation Sunday in October. I got the book the same day, and I didn't crack it open till last week, after hearing him reference it, and. uh I had, I had made excuses um, since my surgery why I probably shouldn't fast, um, but they were just excuses, and, uh, and I was able to participate this week for three days, and my heart's still ticking, <laughs> and, uh, and, it was, and it was through those three days where I heard some of the things that I needed to hear for this message. He always brings clarity. He cleans out clutter. If you need clutter cleaned out of your brain, if you need clutter cleaned out of your brain, if you need crud cleaned off the crevices of your heart, not your physical heart, I already had that taken care of, but our spiritual heart, spend a little time in his presence apart from food for a while. Maybe it's a meal. Maybe it's two meals, maybe it's a whole day, maybe it's two days, maybe it's three days, maybe it's seven days. But I know Men of Valor, uh, in the beginning of the year, we're planning on challenging one another in the group and holding one another accountable for a, a period of time. I don't know what the period of time will be, but we're gonna do that. Um, I had a man come to me this week, uh, not, from, not from this church, and say uh, I I, I need to get my devotion life under control I need help I need help and I said hey we have a group of guys you know and I don't know if you all know this but Iron Man of Valor group among themselves there's times uh, every week where they they'll put out a scripture and say hey let's study this and they'll talk about it during the week and they'll They'll sharpen one another and they'll challenge one another. And so I presented that to him. I said, hey, in our men's group, we have a men's group at church, if you, know, if you want to be included in that discussion through the week, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll run it past the guys that, that lead that part of it. And he said, "Yeah, I'd love that." And, uh, and it's already started. It's already started. He's already interacting and, and already asking questions and already already being, being refined. I know this wasn't a lesson with a lot of word, but it was a lesson with a lot of examples of what Holy Spirit does when we press into him, when we bow down to him, when we respond to him, when we pay attention, when we listen to him. There's room, there's room for you and his plans. Room for you and it's so in His plans. It's a lock-in this weekend. It's so a lock-in this weekend. If you're a young person, and by young person, it doesn't have to be just teenagers. Many of our many of our young adults who have already graduated from high school, I, lo- I love seeing they're they're still participating with 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 our teenagers. I and mean, there's there, some of them are still teenagers, but they're not in high school any longer. But they're still engaging, and not only they're engaging, but the Lord is emerging them as leaders. The Lord is emerging them as leaders. So don't think that well I'm not in high school anymore, I'm too old for that, or well, that's not for me. Come anyway, come anyway. If you're in this room today and you're a young adult, young adult like that, do that. If you want to know, if you're in, if you're in your 20s or 30s and you you heard me mention the remnant and you want to know more about that, let me know. We'll point you to the right people. Bobby Cato back there, his wife Bethany, are are among the leadership. There's four different couples that are part of that leadership. Uh, the, the remnant has. I say this a lot. The world will tell you, these young people, that young people in general want nothing to do with Jesus. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Because we see it. We see the fruit of it. We see the hunger and the thirst. And they're teaching us who are not in our 20s and 30s anymore to keep those fires burning. They're challenging us. Pastor Shane challenged us last week. And don't let that just be a message where, like, oh, that was a great, great message. And then do nothing about it. Do nothing with it. Let's stand. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I know. Lord, I thank you so much for producing fruit, producing fruit for your kingdom. Mold us and shape us into a people that is continually producing fruit. That we're that we pressed into you. That we're bowed down to you. That we don't we don't want to fast to call attention to how spiritual we are. That has nothing to do with anything. That's just that's just. Uh, window covering that we don't want anything to do with that stuff we want to be a part of people that are pressing in because because you have things to show us and teach us and mold us and shape us to be more like you you have things you want to do among us that can't be done uh, in our own power and in our own wisdom and our own understanding and that will only come about through, through that sacrifice Lord keep having your way among us Keep having your way among us. Be glorified. Let your name be lifted high. Let your name be lifted high. Pray this in your name.